You are listening to A Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. A Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. What's up, guys? This is Coffee and Colin, where we just chat over coffee. I'm one of your co-hosts, Isaac. I am Noah Yero, and thank you so much. Sit back, enjoy, and come along for the ride. We're gone! <laughs> <laughs> we are back. Another episode. It is Isaac and I. We are your hosts of Coffee and Calling. And Isaac, who do we, who do we have today? We have a good buddy of ours. Mm. A good fellow in the Kern program. He's married. Rock star. Married. He's taken. Ladies, if you're watching, we just want to reemphasize. <laughs> he, he is taken. He is in covenantal love. <laughs> yeah. It's, in it's, union, mm, people would say. Mm, that's good. What's that's the good. math there? One plus one is? One. One. <laughs> Nathan York. Welcome, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the longest intro ever. That was the longest <laughs> intro ever. No. It, oh, Nathan. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Just like the basic, I know, we, obviously we're like, we know you so well, but other people don't, right? So mm-hmm. give us a little basic facts. What do we need to know? Yeah, so uh, they already said it. I'm married. I got married, so I've been married for uh, <laughs> three months now. Come on. <laughs> and so uh, student in Westland studying Christian ministries. Yeah. Um, grew up in the church, originally from Huntington, uh, Indiana. Um, That's my dog right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we from the north. No, we from me. the north. Not, not me. Where we don't have <laughs> dust in our food and on okay, our skin. Okay, you dust bowl boy. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> no, but Nathan, thank you so much for for joining us on here. You know, it's always a good time hanging out, chatting, chatting over coffee, coffee calling. Mm. But. As always, that is what we're here for, and that's what the listeners are listening in for. Let's mm-hmm. get to it. Let's get to it. So, we give the floor to you. Would you share to us your calling, how it started, and where it's going? Yeah. So, when I talk about my calling, I often like to think of it not when God first started calling me, more as when I accepted that He was calling calling me. Um, you know, looking back in my life, uh, like I said, I've grown up going to the church and I remember multiple times uh you know God would be calling me or I'd feel called to minister I'd I'd get the idea in my mind like this is what I'm supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. um but often growing up I was just like nah that ain't for me that I'm like that's that's just not my thing uh I don't know if it's just you know at times I just didn't think of it like is that really a real job? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, gotta be a youth leader the rest of my life. Yeah. So like, is that actually a real job is like, I don't know. Like it doesn't like, you know, like the money thing was also like part of it. I'm like, it doesn't even make any money. Like how, yeah, like facts. what's that really supposed to look like in my life? Um, and so all the way through, you know, I'd say I probably like, honestly, the, my, my early, the earliest, um, I can think of, of like getting those ideas and getting those thoughts. It's like middle school, um, mm. maybe a little bit towards the end of elementary school, but uh, and constantly throughout like church camps, like all the way through high school, I remember just pushing those pushing those aside. Like, nope. Um, however, so at that point, um, 
I wanted to be in the Navy. Navy SEALs is what I was, oh, uh, wow. what I wanted to do up until my junior year of high school. And then something just was hitting me um, that I was not, I was supposed to be a warrior, just not that type of warrior. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, where did that um, desire come from to be in the Navy? Not yeah. everybody's like, I want to be in the Navy SEALs. <laughs> they grew up, yeah, I'm going to be a SEAL. Mm. I loved the thought of the challenge. Um, mm. I I love being physically active. Yeah. Um, I love challenging myself uh, in that area. And and so just like thinking of all the training and like looking at all the training, I, I that was just something like, I want to do that. Yeah. You know, Certified, bad that do that. <laughs> Certified bad boy. Certified bad boy. Right there. Um, so, yeah. So, like, but then, you know, like I said, like, I felt God was calling me uh, just not into that kind of fight. And I also just didn't. And then I started to get this sense of, like, okay, I don't really want to be gone away from my family. I know I want to be married at some point, And uh, I want to have a family, but I don't want to be away from them uh, as often as what I would be if yeah. I was in the military. Um so I'm like, okay, well, I'll find something else then. Uh, so then senior year, I was, like, just looking at all kinds of things. Uh, you know, anything from, like, at one point, I wanted to be a physical therapist. Uh, another time, just sell real estate. Um, I was back and forth all over the all place. Over, yeah. um, and just nothing was quite satisfying, I guess I would say. Like, it's just nothing just felt right, like, um, when I was doing it. And I remember that. That summer, um, you know, at this point, I had applied to Indiana Westland, uh, but it was for physical therapy. Um, I remember that summer uh, at church camp, God was just hitting me with it. Like, mm. I'm trying to tell you, like, this that's not where you're called. Like, this is where you're called, you know, into ministry, into full-time ministry. And I was thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, I really don't understand it. Like, I don't know what this will look like or what. Um, you know, how this will work or, you know, often I would also tell myself, like, I'm not that great. Like, I, I'm not gonna be able to speak in front of people or like give sermons. Like, I'm not very good at like giving all this wisdom or anything. So like, there's no way. Yeah. Um, I'm like, okay, okay, God, like, you know, if that's the direction that you want me to take, sure. I'll just, I'll take the next step and I'll like change my major, um, just to kind of feel for it. So, uh, I changed my major. And then came to Indiana Wesleyan, started taking the different courses and the classes. Uh, and I think ever ever since that first step of uh, changing my major, just that small thing, um, you know, God's just been affirming on my heart, like, this is where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more ministry I get involved in, the more, um, just the more classes that I take, the more I learn about God, just... You know, just through it all, like, I've just been affirming, like, this is the direction you're supposed to be going. Just keep going this way. Yeah. And so, yeah. So mm. then here we are. Yeah, dude. No, that's mm-hmm. that's super cool. Have Have you experienced any, like, specific calling? As in, like, calling, like, I always talk mm-hmm. to people, right? And we say, God gives direction. Mm-hmm. But do you know, like, where that direction is pointing in, within the Christian ministry realm? Yeah. Head pastor, like, lead pastor. Mm-hmm. Youth pastor, children's pastor, speaking pastor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is there any direction in that? Yeah. So so I think in the first steps, coming to college, it was definitely, I think I was just trying to get me to change my mind, just go in this direction. But um, honestly, that's been something I've been wrestling with uh, the past couple years. 
Um, you know, before I, you know, there was, I've, I've generally always felt more towards like the senior pastor uh, or campus pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, often when people ask me that question, ask me that question, that's just what I say. Um, however, I'm going to be completely, truly honest with you. Uh, well, okay. And so as if you look back, remember when I said that I don't always feel like I'm good at speaking or with public speaking, I just, the words just don't always yeah. come out. I just don't see how that. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, I do um, feel kind of a calling towards like speaking, uh, some kind of speaker or um, some yeah. kind of speaking pastor in some some way. Uh, what that looks like, I don't know. How are yeah. we going to get there? I don't know. But, mm. um, you know, I'm just trusting that if that is what God's calling me to, uh, that, you know, as long as I'm following the Spirit, He yeah. will make a way. How did and, you come to that conclusion? Like, how do you come to the conclusion of, I do not like to speak, I'm not good at it, uh, but God's calling me to it. You know, so, I think a lot of the time it comes from, like, when I am speaking in front of people, uh, and in anything, I'm a much harsher critic of myself than what other people are oftentimes. So, and, you know... And so often when I would be talking to people, if I find myself not finding the words that I want to say or not finding the exact word that I want to say, um, sometimes it, it makes me pause. Uh, I used to think that is more of a bad thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Lately, I've been coming to realize it's okay if I have to just stay silent for a second before I keep speaking. Um, and so I think a combination between that and not wanting to look like a fool in front of other people. Uh, the fear of not wanting to look like a fool uh, is something that definitely has um, made me think like I'm not that great at speaking. Like I, I, I don't want to uh, want to just keep speaking or like doing something like if it makes me or puts me in a position where I can look like a fool. Because um, mm. often I would think that like if I'm not finding the words to say or if I'm not sounding as wise or something is what I might like to sound. Yeah. You know, then in my own mind, I might think, like, that sounds a little foolish. Um, and so I would say a fear of uh, looking like a fool has been something that kind of has kept me from really wanting to speak or do the public speaking or yeah. have that fear of public speaking. Yeah. And when did when did the Lord start to, like, pick that apart and just be like, yeah, no, you're going to do this? This past year. Uh, <laughs> I would say that's uh, we're we're hitting on a, a more recent thing. I think now, yeah. Um, you know, where God's really been laying on my heart, like, uh, you know, He'll provide me with what I need when I need it, and yeah. just because it doesn't sound the way I think it should sound, mm-hmm. um, He'll use it nonetheless. Yeah, and I think that's one thing. Over this past summer, uh, I did summer ministry teams, uh, traveling to different. Uh, camp, church camps, you know, helping mm-hmm. out with counseling and, uh, or, you know, counselors and all that. And, and it, it never failed. Whenever I needed to say something, um, you know, God would, like, God would always give me what I needed. He would always give me the words. He'd speak mm. through me. Yeah. Um, and even if it didn't sound the way I thought it would sound, it was crazy. I remember sometimes, uh, you know, I would be talking to a student or I'd he- even, I'd hear a message from the speaker I'm like, how in the world is God going to use this? Like, I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) that was was not that great. Like, it doesn't sound that great in my head. But then you see the impact it has 
on those people who heard that. And and it just shows that, like, even if it doesn't make sense to us, you know, God can use that just as much. 100%. Yeah, yeah it's and, not based on our performance mm-hmm. or how eloquent we, we exactly. speak. Um, mm-hmm. one, one thing I'm wondering, have you ever heard, I mean, kind of as a general, have you guys heard this whole thing when we talk about calling that it's like, oh, it's what you're gifted in and it's what you're like, what your heart longs for and desires, right? Have you mm-hmm. heard that? Yeah, the, the phrase, what warms your heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, how'd you know you were called to that? Oh, it's just where my, my heart is leading me and all these things. How do you take that? Because mm-hmm. you're feeling called to speak and it's against your desire. Like, you know what I'm saying? Your mm-hmm. fleshly desire, how you're, how you're created, you're like, I'm not that gifted at speaking. I'm not that eloquent with words. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm called to this. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, how do you wrestle with that tension? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, that is definitely something I've had to wrestle with. Um, and I would say there are parts that I do love about it. Mm. You know, I love the preparation. I love uh, studying, yeah. like digging into it and really studying the scriptures yeah. and like coming up with the things to say. Um, and actually, I, I will be honest, it has been something where it, it, there's been kind of a shift where I have started to enjoy speaking yeah um to where it used to be something more of like i don't want to do this i don't know how in the world this is going to work and and sometimes i still have those thoughts like i don't know how this is going to work i don't know how god like i don't know what i'm going to say but i've just come to trust that it'll be okay that's so you know that god will you know god will provide Mm -hmm. he'll do it like god will do what only god can do yeah and um and so i think it has been a shift where i've just learned to trust that and you know, I've come to learn to then see the preaching as like, you know, worshiping God in a new way. And yeah. um, and so with that, I think it it has changed my mindset of of looking at preaching and of looking at speaking um, to where I'm OK with it. Yeah. Like, you know, that I get to prepare stuff, which I love. And, you know, I trust that with the actual speaking, you know, God mm-hmm. will work through that and it'll be amazing to see how he works through that. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. are you in your preaching class this semester? I am in my preaching class. Is this your first time? This is homiletics. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Because uh-huh. I was like, hmm, I bet you he's in homiletics right now. That's right. I, I, I am. The, because in homiletics one, the first year you take it, you don't have like a lot of preaching mm-hmm. opportunities, right? Yep. So outside of that, what is your, like how have you seen you mm-hmm. speaking grow or change a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, so youth groups, um, I've had a, some youth pastors ask me to speak in their youth group. Uh, so th- those have been times where I've uh, been able to speak and grow and just kind of learn, like, God will give me the words to mm. say. And um, and then I think summer ministry teams this past summer was really big for me. Uh, yeah. Just having the opportunity to speak to the, you know, a lot of different kids in a lot of different situations. Um, yes, they weren't always in big crowds, or sometimes it would just be me talking to like my cabin and Mm -hmm. and it wasn't necessarily like you know a sermon or like a prepared sermon or anything like that um but it allowed me to um further trust god into what i'm gonna like into giving me the words i need to say Mm. um and i think that that was something that was really big for me is it it really it formed me in that way of really trusting god Wow, dude! As you keep, as you talk, I'm just reminded of like Paul. Really, 
when my favorite thing, because I used to think, I'm like, dang, dude, I wish I could speak like him. Then I read a passage where it's like, he was not eloquent with words. Mm-mm. Dude, that story where somebody fell out the <laughs> I was like, say someone died. second <laughs> story or something like that because they fell asleep is like, uh-huh. imagine being Paul. Yeah. Like, Come on, dude, go down, <laughs> raise him back to life. And it's like, I'm going to keep going though, mm-hmm. you know? And he said, I do not rely on my own wisdom, mm-hmm. my own eloquent speech. Mm-hmm. But I rely on the power of God because I don't want you people to depend on my wisdom, but that of God. Mm-hmm. And so what you're talking about hits the head on the nail with people mm-hmm. that are called to speak. And now, granted, we're all called to speak. Use your voice that God has given yeah. you. Your voice brings life or it brings death. Choose to bring life. And mm-hmm. Paul used it before to bring death and condemnation. But when Jesus met him, now he uses it to bring life, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so he preaches that. Even though he's not eloquent with words, he still yeah. preaches Christ. And so you're called to preach. That's yep. in the great, the great Commission, right? Yeah, and you look throughout Scripture, and there's not a lot of people that are great at speaking. You know, like yep. Moses obviously wasn't. He had to get his his brother to do it. <laughs> you know, like like that's that's one uh-huh. example, right? And then you see all these times, like Peter, the Galileans had a specific like speech impediment yep. based off of where mm-hmm. they were living, which I didn't know yeah. until like a month ago. Like the homie Peter preached a super important sermon in scripture talking about like Pentecost. The Holy Spirit has come. Everything changes. Only had a speech impediment. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah. And, and, and so I think it further proves Christ's work in your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go a completely different direction. Come on, take us. So ahead. the, you, you mentioned at the very beginning, right? You mentioned how you love like physical challenges because you wanted to be a seal. Oh yeah. Right. You you love being outside. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but with with this influx of like, oh my gosh, preaching mm-hmm. maybe where I'm at. Maybe I'll be a traveling speaker. Maybe I'll be a lead pastor, a teaching pastor, mm-hmm. a discipleship, whatever that looks like, right? How have have you seen like your desire for like doing hard things, being mm-hmm. like physically active? How how is that like integrated within your preaching or has it even mm-hmm. at all? You like that challenge. Um, you know, I would say that the preaching and like, in this journey, I mean, it's been challenging in its own way. Hasn't been completely like in the physical, like I, you know, always dreamed it would be yeah. or like thought, you know, like I would be doing like at this point in my life. Um, I mean, if we're come, talking about like the physical part, like that's kind of shifted to where. I'm wanting to do like triathlons and stuff like that, but I'm still trying, to figure, I'm sure, still trying to figure out how I want that, you know, in my ministry. Mm. To, I want to use that in my ministry, but that's in the that's in the work. Yeah. Uh, but well, I mean, think about it though. Like mm. when you would go through physical hardship, say if you want to be a seal, I'm sure you would. You love to be physically fit. Mm-hmm. You have to put your body into discipline. Oh yeah, you know, and so you have to put mm-hmm. it into discipline to be able to do certain things. Mm. Bro, to be a pastor, to be able to speak. There's all kinds of disciplines. There's so many disciplines that you have to go into, right? Mm. Look at all, look at all the people that we see who are incredible orators, orators, Mm -hmm. (laughs) incredible pastors, incredible leaders, but they fall. Mm -hmm. They lose. And I'm not saying I know them. I'm not saying all that stuff. But I wonder where did maybe where could disciplines have lacked, you know? Mm -hmm. Where where was something pushed that should not have been pushed? Where was something lacking that should not have lacked? And all these things. Mm-hmm. And if you don't remain disciplined, you don't push yourself to challenge yourself to take that next step of guarding your heart, guarding your mind, mm-hmm. then you will not be spiritually nourished, spiritually fit for the battle that is to come. You talked yeah. about being a warrior. 
right? Being Navy SEAL mm-hmm. and now being a warrior for for Christ, right? Oh, yeah. And everybody's going to hark on that. Warrior for Christ. Um, <laughs> we just use that. But in the battle, mm-hmm. how are you going to go to war if you aren't spiritually fit in yeah. a spiritual battle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, one of my biggest beefs, I might be up to this before, is I hate the the blatant just like, ah, this is this is so like, I could say sin, but I'm going to say like, when pastors don't are are not stewarding their body, mm-hmm. right? When when pastors are talking about being spiritually disciplined, being being like on a fire for the Lord, going from mm-hmm. the, like going and evangelizing or, or diving deep into the scripture, but yet you look at them and you're like, bro, you don't steward your body. Your your temp your your temple is not being stewarded. And so like I I see a connection with like your desire for like doing hard things and challenges physically, but also like mm-hmm. Hey, it takes discipline. Like, mm-hmm. I don't just get to wake up and have a six-pack, right? Like, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. It takes time. It takes effort. It mm-hmm. takes consistency. There's so many parallels you can draw. And so, I don't know. That's just one of my one of my beefs is when, when that happens. How with you going from, as we talk about, like, Navy SEAL having to be so physically disciplined and wanting to be pastor called into ministry speaking, how has this discipline shifted, right? You go from physical mm-hmm. discipline to spiritual disciplines. How have how has spiritual disciplines impacted your life? Yeah, so I mean, I'm mean, like you said, it's discipline. Either way, it's discipline. the The discipline part of it, I feel like, doesn't change. It's just like what you're doing and what you have to be disciplined about starts to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mean, like you said, spiritual disciplines rather than like, some of the physical disciplines. Although you could argue, you know, exercise yeah. can be a spiritual. They can help discipline. with that. Yeah, for yeah. sure, they're connected. Um, so. You know, with the discipline part, like, it's being disciplined to do to the disciplines. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you have to uh, give time to do the spiritual discipline. Like, you have to get into your get into the Bible, read the scripture, mm-hmm. you know, um, take your time to spend with God and uh, make a plan where that is in a set part of your day and you cannot move it and you have to be disciplined. Just in the same way if you were, like, going to work out or if you were going to, you know, run or like doing, you know, I have to do the same for my training, for the triathlon and my training for, you know, to be in ministry. I have to set times for those. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in very similar ways. Um, yeah. Mm. And then nothing can, you can't allow anything to get into that time. Uh, just because if you start to, you know, save for running, um, if you slack, start to slack off, you're going to be much slower in the oh, race. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not gonna be as it's not gonna be as good. You start slacking off, you know, with the spiritual disciplines. You're just not gonna be as con- like you're not gonna be as connected yeah. as what you sh- like you, what you need to be for ministry. Dude, um, you're just so not good. gonna be as prepared and as ready. Um, so I mean, in very similar ways, you you have to be disciplined to stay consistent. Yeah, and, yeah. and mm-hmm. something I, I think is funny, right? If you look on Instagram or different things like that with people who are into fitness, mm-hmm. and the the funny things are where it's like years of discipline and diet and you're shredded, then it's like a week off in just somebody who's obese. And it's like, it's like, it's Mm. an exaggeration, of course. But the whole idea is how much Mm. easier and faster Mm -hmm. is it for bad things, bad habits to grow? Yeah. And I love, I love this um, picture that I read in a book once, this metaphor or analogy. I don't know. (laughs) One of the same. Yeah, it's one of them, you know. But with the garden... Mm-hmm. What does it take for to have the plants that you that you plant to grow, right? You have to cultivate, you have to water it, you have to toil the toil the ground, all these things, right? Mm-hmm. You have to like 
go through some hard labor and be disciplined in that for good things to grow. Mm-hmm. What does it take for a weed to grow? Nothing. You just <laughs> leave let it, it alone. You let be it passive. Grow. Yeah. Don't be disciplined. It just grows. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you can be disciplined on when the weeds are growing, you have to take them out. But the thing is, a weed will keep growing. Mm. And you have to remain disciplined in weeding out your life. Yeah. And so it's this interesting thing mm-hmm. of calling that out and being self-aware, right? Yeah. But I, I love that what you were talking about with discipline in your own life, you know? Yeah. And with that, you've already shared some 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 insights, some things that you've learned from mm. your own calling, the ways it's shifted, the ways it's changed, the emphasis of it. But mm. if you were to give advice to someone that's going in ministry or even just barely starting in the mm. ministry, like what what would you give them? What is something that you've learned that you think is valuable to pass on to mm. them? Mm. Oh man, especially when you're first called. <laughs> And even even after, even after, um, take those first steps. Uh, you might not know where you're going, but the only way you're going to be more sure of the calling is if you start getting involved or if you start, um, Dang. like, getting into it. Mm. Uh, so, like, you're in high school and you're feeling called, talk to your youth pastor. Get involved. Like, yeah. if, if it is something that, you know— I believe that if it is something that, you know, God's calling you to, you'll be able to tell once you start doing it. Like, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to tell that, like, okay, this is where God's calling. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more it's going to be affirmed. Um, But at the same time, you need, you know, the reason I say tell your youth pastor or tell someone, like, some kind of mentor is because you need those people around you uh, to help form you in that and help guide you along in that. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times on this podcast and in my own story, in yours, like, other people mm-hmm. affirming it. Yep. You yeah. know, we talk about in like called the ministry class, intro to ministry here, right? Oh yeah. And it's like, how how did you find out your calling? And one of the major ways is being affirmed by others. Yep. Yeah. And and that's such mm-hmm. a pivotal moment. But I love what you said. Just get into it. Like yeah. what harm could happen if you do ministry? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're fulfilling the great commission. Like yep. you're f- fulfilling the call that everybody has, yeah. you know, as believers. Yeah. But what you said, there is a distinction mm-hmm. because now Paul says not all are called to be teachers. Not mm-hmm. all are called to this standard because it is held to a higher standard. Oh, yeah. And so not all are called to it. And so getting into it will honestly help out too. Maybe if you're not, you'll find out quick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, because yeah. Dr. Morgan always said, he's like, some people are not called to this. You need to make sure that you are or yeah. else you will be chewed up and spit out by ministry, yep. you know? Yeah. And so not all are called to be teachers in those. Mm-hmm. And, and people want to know the full plan. People want to know all the details, right? That's just, mm-hmm. I think that's just decently human nature. Like, people want to know, okay, where am I going to go? What's mm-hmm. it going to look like? How am I going to minister? What age group? All that kind of stuff. But God has already told you, you're in ministry. Mm-hmm. Go do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not some crazy like, oh my gosh, God, what, what do I do? Where do I go? <laughs> he already told you, mm-hmm. go do it. And if it's not, right, like you said, if it's not for you, you will quickly find find out you're not in the right lane. If you go serve with children Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh my gosh, if I have to do a throw up one more time, I may like just leave. (laughs) Exactly. Like you clearly know, oh, maybe this isn't what's for me. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll step into something and you're like, I could never have imagined myself doing this. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, Mm -hmm. this is it. This is exactly what the Lord has called me to, but we just didn't know because we didn't step out in faith. I mean, look Mm -hmm. at your story you come to this point of not being like, I think I'm called to speak before even you're called to ministry. When you were even just stepping into it, that's not what you were thinking. You're like, I'm going to be speaking. I'm going to be called to that. No, 
you stepped in, mm-hmm. and as you're going, then God will change the direction. But also, if you say say you take the wrong turn or something like that, if you're still going forward, I remember Tyler some of this. It's easier to turn someone or something that is moving. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're complacent and paralyzed, you can't you can't move them. You can't turn them around. Yeah. But if you're still moving going forward, he can move you in that direction like yeah. a car. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's that beautiful picture of just he wants you to just go. Yeah, <laughs> just go, <laughs> you know, and he'll <laughs> he'll he'll show you the rest on the way. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank like <laughs> seriously, <laughs> that's it. I mean, like sometimes, sometimes on a podcast, you you just expect like profound thoughts and things to keep rolling in your brain, and sometimes you just like, wow, I'm not gonna lie, that was the most sincere thank you I've ever heard from him. <laughs> he looked deep into your soul, <laughs> paused, and said, "Thank you." I mean, genuinely, like, thank you for your obedience yeah. and your availability and your faithfulness. It's something that Morgan coined earlier on one of our episodes that mm-hmm. it just stuck with me. Like, you've done all those three, three things to a T. And I just want to commend you in that. And I want to praise you in that. Like, <laughs> you, you, not obviously worship you, but you've done great things because you followed the yeah. Lord. You know? You're being faithful. I wouldn't say that if you did the opposite, you know? <laughs> if you disobeyed God, I'd be like, Bro, what are you doing? But no, you've obeyed God in what you've done. So mm-hmm. sincerely say thank you and and share that story with other people. Yeah. Right? Like people have called out of you, call out of others, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to hearing you preach more often. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard you yet, but apparently, you know, if the Lord has you this way, then maybe, yeah. maybe I go get blessed, you know? Yeah. No, dude, <laughs> thank you so much for, for sharing that. And I, I had this last thought come to mind as he was saying that. And I don't know if you think this or if others think think of this that have a similar testimony. A lot of times the testimonies we want to, like, ah, my testimony is not that powerful. Like, there's nothing, no crazy moment where it's, I was crying and like, or, or those ones where it's like at the point of almost like suicide and the Lord meets them there. Or they were addicted to drugs and the Lord meets them. Like all these crazy radical turns, right? Mm-hmm. I was I was converted from Islam to Christianity, all these things. But your story just shows this consistent faithfulness, and that is powerful. And so to those that think, oh, I don't have a crazy testimony or something like that. No, the Bible is clear. The powerful things that we have, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Yep. God has done something in your life. God is active in your life. Mm-hmm. That is why it is powerful. Yeah. So Absolutely. And thank you for that, Isaac. It's, a, it's reassuring to hear, right? Our calling, mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah. the most, sometimes the most influential testimonies is that of, I found the Lord, I followed the Lord, and I kept following the Lord. Yeah. And Simple. people are like, wait, what? That's possible? Yeah, <laughs> that is possible. Yes. You didn't just slide in pit of misery and... <laughs> no, <laughs> saw the Lord, followed the Lord, and didn't want to go off of it. That's yeah. so good. Praise God for that. And so, mm-hmm. Nathan, thank you for sharing that. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we have more more guests coming up, and uh, yeah, I guess we'll, uh, we'll, see, we'll see you guys next time. Adios. Adios. We'd also like to take a second to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Wesleyan University for using their facilities. We want to thank The Call Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Call Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Call Collective. Thanks for listening again and taking time in your day to have the chance to be formed by the conversations we have over coffee. See you guys next week.